Welcome to Flashlight Podcast, where we aim to shine a light into all your favorite songs through conversations with artists on how music has helped them through hard times. Today, we're speaking with Hannah Cole, the 21-year-old singer-songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. Hannah just recently released her debut EP, Cradle. Hannah grew up in a small town outside of New Orleans before moving to Nashville to study songwriting at Belmont University. In this episode, we discuss how her studies impact her creative process and break down her debut EP, Cradle, delving into the complexities of friendship and grieving the loss of a toxic friend. Hello, my name is Hannah Cole. I am an artist and songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I have a crippling fear of grasshoppers. So studying at Belmont, how do you think that's changed your songwriting process, having been studying it for a few years? I think before before Belmont and before studying songwriting, I was trying to really create a sound that wasn't inspired by anything. And I think as I've gone to Belmont, been inspired by the people around me, the students around me, or just the artists in this community, um, and just like discovering new music um, and artists that I really look up to has helped me a ton because you need to, like I said, you have to listen before you speak um, for anything, but especially with music, you have to kind of develop those inspirations over time and let that influence what you write. Um, and I, I still think a big part of it, like I said before, is creating something out of nothing, but there is a process and there are, there are rules that are meant to be rules and rules that are meant to be broken in songwriting. Um, and I think that's what I've learned at school too, is like, they give us the rules, you know, talking about which syllables, you know, how syllables fit in the verses. And um, I think it's called prosody, making sure, you know, your syllables fit with your melody and all of that. But those rules that should be rules and then stuff like rhyming certain things and stuff like that, that rules that I think are meant to be broken sometimes. It's not always supposed to be this like perfect format. Um, I think there's an art to like messiness and stream of consciousness. I think that something that's really cool about Nashville writing and like my what my teachers will teach is um, the importance of like bringing everything back to the hook or the chorus, which is obviously that's pretty important too. But there is a place for writing that is really stream of consciousness and kind of random. And I think that they, that a lot of times teachers will say that that's bad. And I don't necessarily think that that is bad. Um, I don't think that um, the listener is supposed to know, let me rephrase that. I don't think the listener is always supposed to know what the writer is talking about because then they can make their own, you know, um, conclusions about what the song means to them. And I think for our songwriting teachers, they often tell us like, you need to express to the listener exactly what they're supposed to be, the, the message exactly, and exactly what you want to tell them, which is like important to, for, for certain songs. And I think it's also okay to 
have people work through songs and have to go through them and kind of analyze them to see what you're saying or to make their own conclusions. So I know that's kind of a roundabout (laughs) way to answer your question, but does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. I think even for myself, uh, when I do any kind of creative writing, I don't write songs, but anything (laughs) else, I can't sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write a poem about this relationship and I want anyone who reads it to know exactly what happened. I feel like I need to just get to a point where I can't not write and I have to just Mm -hmm. run into my notes app and rant and then I can pull from that and create some kind of piece from it. I do kind of feel like the best writing can come from that stream of consciousness and just going like right now, edit later kind of process. Yeah, totally. I also agree with what you were saying about, you know, with some songs, there is a clear message, but with others, you want to leave space between the lines for the listener to kind of put their own experiences into perspective and relate to the music. Is that something that you feel like you've been doing with your music? Totally. I I, I definitely think so, especially because I write a lot about friendship and um, friendship issues and Um, It's it's interesting to see how people will receive that and maybe interpret it as, oh, this is, you know, I can, I can relate this to my relationship, my romantic relationship or um, my relationship with my family or things like that. I feel like um, there, it's important to have songs that can have multiple meanings. And um, I feel like It's such a, um, it is such a paradoxical thing, songwriting, because, you know, you want to have your main message and you want to almost fit in this box and have your song fit in a box and fit in a genre and fit in a certain message, like I said, but um, then you also want to have, you know, multiple meanings to even certain lines. Like, I know that's been hard for me too, is kind of narrowing things down. And I I have some lines that mean five different things at once. Um, And so something important to me is having people be able to um, interpret the songs in different ways, because I think that makes it available to a wider audience. And I think it brings more people together, which is something that I strive for. Um, But yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it totally does. And I appreciated what you said about your music. It's a lot about friendship, but people can apply it to relationships, families. I know your new EP, Cradle, is about just wanting to be comforted and seen and and listened to. I know when I've listened to it, I've definitely thought a lot about indifferent relationships or whatnot, but I can see how there's so many different ways in which people need to be seen, in which people need to be comforted by friends, by family, by themselves, just to like sit with yourself and be able to provide that comfort for yourself. So I can see how a lot of the EP can be applied to so many different relationships and dynamics. Totally. I I appreciate that. And it's definitely a it's something it's a goal for songwriters too, to to write to those u- universal feelings. Um, like you said, like, you know, everybody's been in a place where they want or need to feel comforted and, um, like you want to feel special to, to someone sometimes. (laughs) And, um, 
it, but it's also important to be able, like you said, to sit, sit with your feelings and be able to, you know, be strong and get through things independently. Um, and, um, to be able to have both of those things that to, I feel like with cradle, it's trying to express that. Yeah, I am very vulnerable and I, I need to be held and loved. Um, but I also need to be able to do things on my own. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about needing the comfort, but also needing the independence and the stability from within yourself. I feel like last line on the EP, the general like theme that I pulled from it was kind of this idea of losing yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot about growing up and trying to recognize yourself and trying to feel familiar with like who you are. I'm trying to interpret it in a way that's true to what you wrote, but I just remember like the lyrics in it of just like, I'm watching my life again from the outside looking in was very much just like trying to find a space for yourself in the life that you've created. I'm wondering, you know, what that song meant to you and what the process was with creating that song on the track. On the oh my gosh, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I actually wrote that song with my producer and friend Joseph um, and my friend Ceci as well. So um, yeah, that was my first song I put out that has been co-written with my friends, which is really cool. Um, it was such a interesting process creating that song. I actually came in with um, the chorus, I guess, you know, when I cradle my head in your hands and I kiss every line on your palm, does everybody do that? So I came in with that idea and um, Joseph and I were working on it together. And he actually wrote that line that you just mentioned, the I'm watching my life again from the outside looking in. Um, which I I love that line too. And I feel like it definitely encompasses the whole theme of the song, honestly, which is kind of feeling outside of your body in a way. Um, And like you said, kind of looking for a space um, to fit and exist in a way that is meaningful um, to yourself and to others. And I feel like with that song, it's a lot about kind of what we were talking about before um, of needing someone um, in, in times of anxiety or in times of feeling outside of yourself um, or not feeling like you have a place um, and needing someone, but also kind of feeling embarrassed about it. Um, like in the chorus, when I say, does everybody do that? It's kind of saying, am I the only one that feels this way? Like, um, am I, am I dumb for, for, um, needing to be, you know, held and, and comforted. And, uh, I think with that song, it was writing it with two of my really close friends was, um, such a meaningful experience because we all three kind of bonded over this idea of, um, of like we said before with the EP like you know uh just needing needing that safe place um but also trying to get through it on your own um we've all been there and I know Joseph and Ceci they couldn't have helped me write the song if they 
hadn't been in that place before. Um, so I think it was a cool moment and brought us closer together, even as friends, which was um, really special. So yeah, that song is, there's a, there's a lot in there. It's, it's honestly like, I remember we were originally thinking that it was almost mid anxiety attack of um, like, you know, when you're having an anxiety attack and you just, you don't feel like you're in your own body, you feel like you're kind of just like, what is happening? Um, it was kind of like that. And, um, I don't know, we were just trying to put ourselves in that place of desperately needing someone in that moment, but also, um, I don't know, trying to, I know I keep repeating myself, but trying to get through that on, on your own. That's like just a big theme in that song. Um, and in the Holy P. I don't know. And feeling embarrassed, like just feeling like, what, like, oh, like, I wish I didn't need someone to hold me and um, make me feel okay in these moments. But I do. And I'm just sitting with that and expressing that. Does that make sense? It does. I love your perspective on the does everybody do that lyric. And I feel like it rings so true just when you have these feelings of needing somebody or acting in a certain way that you feel like you, like you said, embarrassed about it's this question of like, does everybody else feel this way? Or is there something wrong with me? It reminds (laughs) me of that. Did you watch Fleabag? No, but I, people have told me. It reminds me me there's like a scene in Fleabag where she's breaking down and she's like, either everybody feels this way and nobody talks about it or I'm the only one and I'm insane or I'm losing my mind. I forget the exact word. And it just, that was one of the hardest hitting scenes in the show because it's just like when you experience anxiety, you experience these feelings of loneliness you feel just that you feel alone. You feel like you're experiencing something all by yourself and it makes it, it can make it feel worse. So I think being able to recognize and having this song that you said you wrote it with friends. And like you said, they wouldn't be able to help you write it if they didn't feel the same way. So even just the creation of the song helps kind of alleviate that feeling a little bit of feeling completely alone. And like you said, a mid anxiety attack moment of questioning everything and questioning your place in the life that you've created for yourself. And yeah, it's a really, I, I feel like that message gets across a lot in the track, but hearing your perspective makes it even more just like, I think relatable for listeners, for myself as a listener. Sweet, thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I feel like that theme kind of goes into like space between the bed and the wall as well, um, kind of, I don't know. I I saw that song very much as a song about relationships, but is that still about friendship? I mean, for me, for me, it was about a friendship, um, but it totally makes sense. I'm, but but it, it also, I felt that way in you know a romantic relationship as well um, in the past. But it's definitely for me, it was about a friendship. Um, for a while, I I was feeling like I was a very, um, I'm a very big people pleaser and I am very non-confrontational. <laughs> and so I think for people that enjoy manipulating other people, <laughs> it's 
I can be a very safe place for people like that um, because they know that I won't come back and retaliate, which is something I'm, you know, still working on. Obviously, like, I never want to, like, attack anybody back, but, like, um, I think, um, I think I, like, the first, I know I say that kind of in the first few lines of the song, that I'm kind of a safe, a safe place you can use for extra wholesomeness. So it's, like, when you need that wholesome person in your life that won't get back at you, um, that's, that was me, um, for a while and it still kind of is, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what that, what that song is about is, is, uh, being that, that safe place for someone else. Um, and being the person that's almost, you know, how I, I kind of talked about, oh, the importance of me being held and me being comforted, kind of like switching the role in a way of me being the one that's comforting someone who is, not good for me um and being there for them and holding them when they are still not being a good friend um so and and just being kept in that spot um out of fear of losing a friend i think a lot of us will stay in toxic friendships or relationships um just because it's comfortable so for me, that's kind of where, where I was at that time when I wrote that. I actually wrote that whole song in one sitting of um, just playing it all the way through, it, which was the first time that's ever happened to me, um, where I was just sitting on my couch and like the lyrics just all came out at once. It was the weirdest thing. And I don't know how exactly that happened because I wasn't very, very used to that. But I think I was so enveloped in in that feeling and in that moment that it was so easy to write that song because it is so exactly how I was feeling at the time um and yeah that's that's that that's space between Mm -hmm. I feel like the start of the song to the end of the song it starts with the say I'm a a safe place um or a safe yeah safe place I don't know I was like say I'm a safe <laughs> yeah, yes. with the start of the song. So the start of the song, it goes from like the safe to say I'm a safe place, and then, you know, I love the end of it. You keep me there to keep me small, and mm-hmm. I feel like it becomes this very self-destructive process of shrinking yourself to avoid taking up someone else's space, but you lose yourself in the process and you disregard your needs in the process. I feel like the song does a really good job of addressing that feeling. And like you said, a lot of the music can be applied to many things, questioning if you're the only one that feels that way. And I know I've had friendships and relationships like this, and many people have, where you do feel like you're kind of shrinking yourself, like you're kind of diminishing your own needs to fulfill somebody else's. And, you know, definitely having a song that kind of hits the nail on the head is really great for listeners to... um, see that they are not the only one that does this and see it too from an outside perspective of like, Hmm, if you're still in a situation like that, thinking kind of, you know, maybe, maybe I need to face this head on. Mm. That's such a beautiful interpretation. (laughs) Uh, It's, and it's true. You are truly spot on with that because um, it's, 
definitely, I feel like it's, again, one of those universal experiences. And um, I love how you said, yeah, we'll shrink ourselves and, um, and put away our own needs um, for someone else. And it's really hard too, because when, when we're thinking about love, whether that is through friendships or familial love or um, like romantic love, um, there's this theme of like self-sacrifice. And to me, that's a lot of what love is, is kind of like sacrificing uh, yourself a little bit for the needs of someone else. Um, And which is so necessary in life. But I think with in toxic situations, um, if that is overused and manipulated, it can become really scary. Um, and so in this case with the friendship, it was definitely one of those things where I felt like I was doing the right thing and I felt like I was loving this person well. And in reality, it was just, I wasn't recognizing that it was taking so much life and energy out of me. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's like you can sacrifice parts of yourself for relationship, but you have to leave enough for yourself. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and you have to be like, you still have to be that, you know, that whole person and have you, you know, your independence, but sacrifice in a way of like, of, um, there's like a right way to, to sacrificing certain things, like maybe sacrificing your need to always be right. Um, or stuff like that, uh, in relationships, but you shouldn't be sacrificing your happiness and your joy, you know? So I think that's where I got really mixed up. And I think that's something that, you know, you learn as a young adult, um, and someone, you know, entering, you know, full adulthood is, is, you know, going through you. I, I'm, I don't regret going through that because I, now I know what, you know, a true friendship and relationship looks like. Um, and how I can still be myself and still, you know, I don't have to be, I don't have to, you know, do the whole pendulum swing. And now I'm just like, I'm going to like, you know, get mad at everyone for every little thing. I'm not going to do that either, but I mean, I guess I can, I can definitely put it towards my music and towards songs. So I don't have to do it in person, (laughs) but you know, that's, I'm still that non-confrontational person, but music is great because I can kind of put it in into that instead Mm -hmm. yeah I think writing's a great way to say things that you had trouble saying at the time or still have trouble saying sometimes yeah sometimes I feel like I too I'm getting better at being confrontational not overly confrontational but like standing (laughs) up for myself and such yeah and but I feel like still there's some things that are just like so intimate or so like it's so hard to be so vulnerable and sometimes a little bit easier to say it through music or through writing. Totally. A hundred percent. I feel like also friendship breakups aren't like regarded similarly to relationship breakups a lot of the time. And I feel like it's almost harder sometimes to leave a friendship because we're so there's not as much awareness of a toxic friendship versus you'll have other friends around you in a toxic relationship trying to pull you out of it versus within a friendship. We kind of have the idea of friends stick by friends, get through the bad times together. And it 
sometimes it can hurt even more when you lose a friendship that you were giving a lot into because it doesn't feel like something that you were prepared to lose. A hundred percent. It's, it's crazy how I feel like our whole lives, we kind of have this idea of BFFs and, you know, being, you know, you have this instilled in you when you're really young that your friends are your friends forever. And you, I, I know, at least personally, I kind of grew up with this idea of like, this is my best friend forever. Like, like, um, and it wasn't until I got to college where, I mean, I still, I'm still friends with my friends from, from back home, which is so rare and awesome. But I think something I learned in college is the importance of normalizing growing out of friendships and, um, how it's not the end of the world. And I think, um, yeah, I kind of grew up with that idea of, you know, oh, this is my friend forever. Uh, I feel like, you know, people think that it's super necessary and it's necessary to have those close friends and, um, people that, you know, will, you know, stick by you and be there for you. Um, but it's definitely something I've learned in college or have been, uh, you know, have been having to, having to learn is, is the importance of, um, of kind of, I don't know, shedding, shedding certain people and certain things that might be negative for you, um, could be great at one moment in your life. But I think that people kind of walk in and out of your life, um, as they're supposed to, and as they're meant to. So yeah, that's been, I think that's kind of a theme there with space between as well as, is, um, it's not directly in the song, but through writing it, I feel like I learned the importance of letting certain people go, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that comes with growing up a lot is kind of just realizing that, like you said, it is okay to grow out of people. There definitely is with friendships. It's so much harder to let go because with relationships, you know, oh, people come, people come and go. You have breakups, you get through it. A friendship breakup, a lot of times you don't have the same support system helping you grieve it because it's not as recognized as well as just like, it's harder to do it because you want Mm -hmm. to be able to mend the friendship because, you know, it's not a breakup. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to work things out. Um, but it can it can be hard. I think yeah, I think that's part of just growing up is realizing that, like, it's okay to grow out of people and out of things. And, yeah, there's a um, there's another line in space between the bed and the wall where uh, it super parallels uh, Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers. I think it's Funeral. <laughs> You know, it's the line that's like, I'm so sick and I feel like it's going to last forever. And then mm-hmm. the line, I'm like 95% sure that this is from funeral, but it's like the Jesus Christ, I'm so blue all the time. And that's just how I feel um, and always have. I always will. Um, yeah. I see such a huge parallel in that. Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, that, that, def- I didn't even think about that, but that, that makes so much sense. It's definitely that, I mean, th- that's really how I was feeling. I was like, I, I I couldn't tell. Honestly, this is one of those like double meaning things too, where I, by sick, I'm meaning like, I am so sick of this. And also just, I feel like physically ill. <laughs> like, like, um, like this makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> um, this person makes me literally feel sick. Um, and it, it's such a parallel. Um, I think I wasn't even thinking that at the time, but you know, she is so awesome, Phoebe, and she and she is like was 
definitely a big inspiration on this EP and just in general. And um, yeah, that is a super cool parallel. I didn't even think about that, but it's definitely a similar feeling. So makes sense. Yeah, you have the other line too that's like listening to Bridgers on repeat. I'm assuming that's Phoebe Bridgers that you're listening yes. to on repeat. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, no, could you imagine some like random word? No, it's. No, you're like, no, actually, it's. And you I'm just like, delve into some like artist I've never heard of. Right? No, no, totally. Yeah, that was just like a funny, a funny little line. Just because I feel like Gardog in general, that whole song is like just supposed to be kind of not even silly. I hate to say silly, but like, it was, it's almost like one of those, like, oh man, I can't, I don't know how to explain this. Oh man. But that's kind of what the song is supposed to be like. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, what did I say? Uh, oh, laying face down in my bed while bridges, while bridges burn outside. And be, be ironically optimistic listening to bridges all night. It's, it's definitely, um, yeah, that was, that's where I was at in the moment. I was, do you know that, do you listen to Samia? Yeah. Um, have you heard her song Show Up? Yes, yeah. And she says, what does she say? Um, oh, she goes something, something, and listen, and listen to Muna at dawn. That song kind of came out, that came out. I forgot when that when that came out. I mean, I I, I didn't uh, hear that until like way after Guard Dog. I wrote Guard Dog, but it was a similar thing um, to that of like. I guess that's who she was listening to at the time. But for me, that's like who I was listening to at the time of um, writing Guard Dog and feeling. I just feel like ironically optimistic was like the first thing that came to my mind not that not that Phoebe Bridgers' music I know it's such a isn't optimistic contrast. at all she has yeah. probably some optimism in there but at the time um most of her music I don't think it was I don't think you would put it in the optimistic no you wouldn't category. <laughs> um so that's why it was ironic because it, the that whole part of the song is like you know trying to feel positive about what's going on in my life while laying face down in my bed and (laughs) I know even the first lyric is like swimming in my underwear because I'm all out of suits Mm. at least that's what I tell myself it's like (laughs) kind of this idea of like trying to justify things yeah with it's it's it is the irony in it yeah it's like yeah that's what I'm telling myself so that I can (laughs) feel okay with that's what I'm doing to myself Right. But that's not the case. And I feel like the the contrast continues with like the, oh, like I'm being optimistic, like even though I'm listening to the most depressing thing I could possibly <laughs> listen to all night long. Right. Exactly. That, yeah. That whole that whole song and that whole especially the whole like um, first verses are definitely about kind of just trying to do the best I can with what has you know been given to me at the moment or just what my life looks like um and by no means do I have like some super duper hard I know we all go through hard things and um you know struggles that you know can feel like the end of the world sometimes I think um 
at the time I was, I was definitely feeling uncomfortable, um, in where I was at in my life, especially with being so new to music and so new to, um, just even Nashville and feeling kind of like a child in a way, um, in just a new position in my life and, um, kind of reconciling with the idea of I'm doing that to myself and I'm choosing to be in this position, but I'm not choosing the discomfort that's coming along with it. Um, and that comes along with being an adult and especially an adult in this industry, being so new and feeling like a kid, but being an adult. And that's kind of where I was at and just trying to do the best I can with while knowing that and while knowing that I'm so new and uncomfortable. So, yeah. Have you found comfort in the songwriting and in the songs that you've been creating? Um, A hundred percent. I think at first, no. Like at first, I think it's really uncomfortable to sit down and be like, Ooh, this is, this, so this is, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. Um, but seeing the way that that people receive it um has been extremely comforting to me um just because I I feel like I've always and I'm sure so many artists too can relate to this of almost feeling like you don't know if you um if this is what you're supposed to be doing and I think putting your music out that's very vulnerable and very uncomfortable. Um, And having that be received well has been super comforting. I think the process um, of writing it um, has has kind of both of those moments of comfort and discomfort. I think um, as as it should, because, you know, it's, you're trying to encompass, um, you know, all of those feelings that you're feeling, um, which can be just weird um, and unnatural, but when the song clicks and you know that, oh, like this is good, um, that's the part for me that's comfortable is like putting the puzzle together um, and having the puzzle like work and look nice. Um, (laughs) That is kind of where I find the comfort.